How's it going? Today on the Black Tie Affair, we're doing things a little bit different. Uh, obviously, there was a recent tragedy in Florida, and in respect to that, we changed the format up a little bit. But the show is still great, and uh, it's going to be good. Take a listen. It, just, it doesn't make sense. Fix it. It should have been one school shooting, and we should have fixed it. And I'm pissed, because my daughter I'm not going to see again. She's not here. She's not here. She's at, in, in North Lauderdale at whatever it is, King David Cemetery. That's where I go to see my kid now. The Department of Education that I walked in today that has a security guard in the elevator. How do you think that makes me feel? In the elevator, they got a security guard. I'm, I'm very angry that this happened, because it keeps happening. 9-11 happened once, and they fixed everything. How many schools, how many children have to get shot? It stops here with this administration and me. It's, I'm not going to sleep until it's fixed. Welcome to the Black Tie Affair. As you can tell, Patrick and I have changed our intro and our normal banter in respect for the victims. So, Jelani's right. Um, we are going to make a, you know, a few different changes for just, for just this one episode. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a somber approach. Um, as Jelani was referring to, um, what you just heard was a uh, father of a victim uh, from the high school shooting in Parkland. Um, we're going to focus a lot of the news story today on um, the shooting in Florida. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time actually hearing from the victims. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. Um, we're going to hear a lot from the parents. Well, not the victims, but the parents of the victims and their families. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, some options on legislatively, what, what we can do looking forward. Um, we're going to talk about the NRA. Uh, we're going to spend a good time about it, um, I know some of you have probably heard this already over and over from, you know, from the news and from morning shows. And uh, if you want to skip ahead, you are more than welcome to skip ahead. Yes. Um, but for anybody who hasn't heard this, you know, obviously. <laughs> you should stay or, tuned. Exactly, you should stay tuned. Exactly. Because um, we're going to go over it. And um, you'll have an opportunity to hear different, what July and I think about it, um, what our outlook is. Um, but enough's enough. I mean, we've had too many shootings in, in a compressed amount of time. And um, it's not normal. Um, so with that said, um, let's get right into it, Jelani. Sure thing. So um, for those who don't know or who don't uh, realize kind of what had happened, we're not going to go into all the details, but um, there, was a, uh, there was a shooting in Florida. Um, a former student, Sean, killed 17 people at a Florida high school using an AR-15 semi-automatic weapon. Um, it was one of the deadliest shootings in U.S. history. Um, it happened in uh, Parkland, Florida. Um, ironically, Parkland, Florida was was rated as one of the the, the, the safest cities to live in. Yeah. Um, up until recently, obviously. Um, now, since the shooting um, in Florida and around the U.S., there have been massive protests. Um, students have been activated. Um, they have taken the gun control debate and are pressuring Congress or state le uh, legislatures to do something about it. 
Um, they've been all over the news. They've been on TV protesting. Uh, they've been town halls and there have been forums. Um, Johnny, have you seen these students? You can't not see them. That's that's the thing that's really impressive. And you go to your Facebook, you go to Twitter, you go to, like you said, the news or anything like that. People keep talking and, and, and lauding about how they're so impressed with these kids because they're not going to just stand idly by and say, well, this is our lot in life. Like, unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, the Sandy Hook was with the little, little kids, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, the damn near toddlers. Exactly. And the situation with that, even though that was absolutely heartbreaking, you didn't have an opportunity to have people who were on the ground, um, literally, be able to be activated and say, you know what, this is not going to stand. You have the situation where these teenagers have this access to social media and stuff like that. This wasn't around the Columbine days where you could be activated so quickly and say, no, 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 no. We've seen this take place over and over and over again. Now it happened not in my backyard. This happened on at my school that I go to. And you're going to stand here and say, well, it is what it is. The sun will shine tomorrow. I'm not going to have it. And these kids have been continually, continuously going out there and saying, I want our voice to hurt. Something is going to change this time. And they're interrupting the process. I mean, we know how this story goes. There's a shooting. Uh, elected officials, leaders come out and say a few things. Their thoughts and prayers. Their machine. thoughts and prayers. Yeah. That's what that's, you know, that's what they do. Um, people think about it. You know, black ribbons are are tied around trees, and people start wearing pins, and it and and and, and it goes that way, and it stays that way for the next few days if not you know a couple weeks yeah and people on facebook have the same tire debate oh we you change your profile picture <laughs> exactly right, right? I, you change I, your profile yeah, picture I, I, you stand with such and such or whatever yeah, yeah yeah um and that's what happens and then people forget yeah um politicians apologize they give their grief they give their condolences they make their speeches parents mourn children get buried um and you move on um and that's what happens. There's a lot of conjecture about what happens from a policy issue. Um, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance, but there's no action. Oh, absolutely not. Because that's not what the whole point is. The crazy thing about it is, the crazy thing about what's happening right now is the youth are saying, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're calling bullshit. Exactly. We are calling it for what it is. We see it. We see it right now. No, no, right now. Yes, the morning happened. Yes, okay, the incident happened, and now we're mourning. No, we're not mourning, we're fighting now. So what we're going to listen to is we're going to listen to uh, a clip of victims um, or victims' families um, and hear them protesting in not only their own state capital but the U.S. capital as well. It's a montage. I'm not trying to take away your Second Amendment rights, nor am I trying to eliminate all guns, but we cannot protect our guns before we protect our children. Dear Congress, how many of the thoughts and prayers I have received do I need to check in for some damn action? After first graders were gunned down at Sandy Hook, what did you do? Not a damn thing. You ran back to your gun-free spaces in Washington, D.C. and hid under your desks until CNN stopped talking about it. After 49 people, including my two brothers, were murdered at Pulse, what did you do? Not a damn thing. Should you continue to choose your wallets over our lives, I pray you enjoy retirement. 
because we will vote you out. I want to know why. Yeah, that's an excellent question. I want to know why. Yeah, exactly. What he was referring to was uh, the Florida State Legislature actually uh, voted down a bill that would ban uh, assault rifles, such as the one that was uh, used in this incident. And it was done basically the, the next week. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, yeah the days, most, days, the, yeah, days the later. Most, the most ridiculous form of irony is like, I want to make sure you realize how much I'm saying fuck you right now when you do something like that. You know what the crazy thing about this is um, how poised these kids are. And I keep saying kids, but these young adults, they're not even adults. They're just, well, they're, they're, they're not even 18. Well, I mean, they're like 16, 17 year olds. still be like, like, I mean, mid range, like it's a teenager, but like, exactly. The label for them doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is, is that they went to a very good school. They're intelligent. They have their heads on straight. They know what they want to talk about. And they're talking about it. And they're not going to sit there and be shouted down. They're not going to be outsmarted by these old people who really are only motivated by their greed. And, you know, they're not jaded. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're not like... They're not cynical. They're, they're not weathered, yeah. right? <laughs> they're like, yeah, we yeah, we get this done. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we get this done. You want, yeah, let's all go. Yeah, let's organize. Yeah. Let's go. I'm doing it. They have the energy. They have the capacity of the willingness. Like, you know, this is wasting their... We still want to fight. We still want to take yeah. over the world. We have this podcast. We're sitting there on our asses the whole day. I know. It, but we're sending our message out to the world. But, but they, we are motivating. We are planting seeds. Exactly. But no, these students are fucking awesome. Absolutely. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, and, and, and I actually went and listened to a lot of these speeches, and they were speeches happening around the country. And I was like, dude, like, I don't know who these kids are, but if there are future leaders, like, hey, psh, go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. And, um, you know, one thing that Trump has done for us, um, it, it just to kind of, like, veer off a little bit. Uh, they Trump has inspired folks. No, that's they inspired us exactly, to start the podcast. Exactly, and exactly. people are listening to our podcast. And thank you all who who do. No, exactly. That's the thing that when it's a tired, it's not even a tired adage, but it's an adage that's said over and over again. Like it's always darkest before the dawn. Yes, and that's so true. Like we are at the darkest. We and, are grim as fuck. Exactly, and 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 a reflection of that is some people are like, you know what? This is not going to stand. We did unfortunately, become complacent under Obama. You had these things where you got these little yes. nitpicky things people to right. complain about, right. and other things people had these big victories for other, other people to celebrate, and that was that was the, like, the game. Oh, he's doing this wrong. Oh, wow, he did this really cool thing. And that's what that was the game. Now it's like, oh, fuck, we're, like, the world's falling apart. Everything's melting, we're all gonna die. And people are being killed in schools, and, and it's become normal and complacent and things like that. So now people are like, no, this has to stop. It has to stop. The greatest thing that Trump could ever have done to activate young folks is get himself elected. Correct. Because the level of activism in at least the last, the past year, it's like reached a fever pitch. Yeah. He's like the anti-apathy. He's like the anti-apathy. So like when you think about the Women's March, when you think about DACA, when you think about um, Me Too movement, right? Uh, now the gun safety movement, right? These are all motivated, activated by youth, by folks who are in the minority, mm -hmm. including obviously w women, minority, including Latinos, yeah. right? Undocumented workers, immigrants. And um, he's activating now. He has now got them energized and 
at election after election. I, I don't have time to even talk about these smaller elections that have happened recently that are bellwethers. No, and, they, and they keep happening. And they, they, and they keep they, happening. Like, 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 like there's a like clockwork. There's like a small election in the Florida state legislature that has been conservative for like 40 years. And a Democrat just won that seat recently. Like, you don't know about it. And we're not going to take all this time and talk about it. But these are happening all over the country. Like, these seats don't just sway. They don't just pivot. These seats basically stay locked in for decades. And this is indicative of something. All the gerrymandering in the world is not going to change the fact that now you have a party that represents something. And on top of that, you know what they could have done way earlier on? They could have just simply said, and I know we're, we're veering off of the, the main topic over to the president for a, a moment, but what they could have done and what they didn't do is they never denounced all the things that he was doing. And so now you're just swept up under, under the rug because now you represent him too. So when it's an opportunity for us to vote you out, we're going to vote you out because like you are just saying, hey, yeah, this is a good job. And like, no, he's not. So you think he's doing a good job, you're out. Right, right, Bye. right. No, you're right. Until and we get all the way to up to him, you know, you're out, you're out. You're, you're right, out, you're right. right. You got to go. Every chance someone has to to show actionable um, uh, evidence and to do something to show this is will have a direct effect on what's happening, it is being done. So what's going to happen is um, we are going to take nibbles and bites at this big monstrosity that is the Trump administration. Um and by doing so, you start to win state legislatures. You start to win lo uh, a local congressman races, okay? Like, don't forget, like, the young folks, when the young folks get activated, they are a monster, okay? Young folks got us John F. Kennedy. Young folks got us Barack Obama, okay? If we want this to happen, then we need to make sure that the young folks stay activated. And sure enough, Trump is doing a lot of stuff to activate them. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Um... One thing I wanted to touch on was um, there were, you know, multiple kind of like forums that were happening. There was one that the White House had uh, had put out where we showed a clip of. Um, and then there's another one that happened in actual Florida. They held a um, they held a forum, a town hall, if you will, um, in uh, Florida, which where, where, where this happened. Uh, Senator Bill Nelson, who's a Democrat, was in attendance. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio, who's a Republican, was also in attendance. And Congressman Ted uh, Dush. Um uh, the president did not show up, and neither did the governor, Rick Scott. Now, um, Marco Rubio took most of the heat. Um, he got walloped. Mm. I mean... He got um, mollywopped with he, he got. He got mollywopped. Uh, he, you know, but, you know, people say he should get credit for going and standing in the fire. Um, and I, and my argument is that is, bitch, you are a U.S. senator of that, of that state. You need to stand up. And regardless of what your politics are, Right. What 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 letters follows your name? Like you are a senator of that state first. Yeah. That's like me saying, oh, Patrick, you know, you did a really good job taking care of your daughter today. That's right. Did you feed her? That's oh, right. What, what she has clothes to? That's right. Dang, you need some accolades. Yeah. I'm gonna get you an award. <laughs> I don't sit there and applaud my fucking dentist after he cleans my fucking teeth. Exactly. That's your job, motherfucker. <laughs> like, bravo. Bravo. Standing O. Yeah. Give this fucking dent. What did he, he clean my fucking teeth? Took off some tartar on so my he, teeth. He did dentist stuff. Yeah. So, um, if you watch it on CNN, it was a really great forum. Um, I think we really did get bashed. Um, some background on the county. Well, well, I'll tell you the background. Um, but I want you to listen to a clip. Okay, this is small interaction. Uh, uh it's about a a couple minutes. Um, and it 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 shows the interaction between Rubio and uh a father of a victim, whose whose daughter just died days earlier. 
Perfect. Let's take a listen to that. I want to like you. Here's the problem. And I'm a brutally honest person, so I'm just going to say it up front. Yes, sir. When I like you, you know it. And when I'm pissed at you, you know it. Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. You and I are now eye to eye because I want to like you. Look at me and tell me guns were the factor in the, the hunting of our kids in this school this week. And look at me and tell me you accept it and you will work with us to do something about guns. Fred, um, I'm not, first of all, what I, let me explain what I said this week and I'll repeat it. I'll repeat what I said. And what I said, and then I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do. We're going to talk about guns, and we're going to talk about what I said this week. And here's what I said. I said that the problems that we are facing... Let, let him speak. I think we need to hear it. I'm saying that the problems that we're facing here today cannot be solved by gun laws alone. Are guns the factor Absolutely. of the hunting of, of our kids? Of course they were. And here's it's what the, the weapon here's of choice. We Can you say that? I support moving forward on that initiative and making it widely available for everyone around the country. Now, I think what you're asking about is the assault weapons ban. Yes, sir. So let me be honest with you about that one. If I believed that that law would have prevented this from happening, I would support it. But I want to explain to you why it would not. Se Senator Rubio, my daughter, running down the hallway at Marjorie Stone yes, and Douglas was shot in the back yes, sir. with an assault weapon, the weapon of choice. Yes, sir. Okay? It is too easy to get. It is a weapon of war. The fact that you can't stand with everybody in this building and say that, I'm sorry. Sir, I do believe what you're saying is true. I don't know why he did the equivocation. Also, the situation where you always talk about these loopholes for criminals. The people who do this, and I've actually said this several times on Facebook this week, these aren't criminals. Because, I mean, when I hear criminal, I think that you're talking about, and they are talking about, they're trying to make, you know, make a boogeyman. They're talking about the gang member, the drug dealer, uh, the, the uh, if you get bigger, the mobster. Mobsters and all people like that. They are not shooting up store uh, uh, schools. They're not doing that. That's not, that's, this does not happen. This does not take place. Like, you don't have a situation where, oh, man, you know, that random criminal went to the black market, got a gun off the back of a truck, and he went and shot up a school. It does not take place. It doesn't happen. And then try to say, oh, yeah, the gun ban in 1984 didn't work because there's loopholes around. It's like, that may be for criminals who are going around doing criminal shit, and there might be, and I'm not sitting there saying that, the, I'm not trying to uh, downplay these deaths, but it might have, like, random innocent one, one off or another, but it's not some kind of mass concentrated i can't be at school because somebody bought a gun for more than my playstation 4 they, 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 i mean less than it costs less than my playstation 4 if him yeah. to pick a gun up right right what are you right. talking about bro and 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 okay so in full disclosure okay um where he was having this event at was a democratic county it's like a bastion of democrats um that where he is uh, that county specifically is probably the worst place to make a pro-gun argument. And Rubio did say that he would support other measures like raising the uh, age of gun of gun purchasing AR-15 to 21. Okay, uh, let's start. He talked about background checks. 
okay? But just to give you further background, the state of Florida uh, historically has never, 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 never in the history of its, it, its, its creation has considered any type of uh, any type of gun regulations. No, that's why it's so easy to like. Who wants a gun? Yeah, a gun. they 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 are just like they have never. But to the credit of what's happening right now, they are at least at a minimum considering some set of reforms. Yeah, because they they are south, south, south. Yeah, they are south. So um, I want to have us hear uh what Trump had to say about it. Do we have to? So we're we're gonna listen to a little bit of Trump, but to to make it a little bit easier pill to swallow, okay. it will be Jimmy Kimmel as well. Okay. So I want us to hear uh, not only what Jimmy Kimmel has to say, but also what Trump has to say about the shooting, uh, the the immediate statements um, that Trump made after the shootings. Sounds good. As I'm sure you know and feel, this is another very sad day in America, another senseless shooting, this time at a high school in uh, Parkland, Florida, where a gunman, a former student, Open fire yesterday again. 17 lives have been lost. More than a dozen people are hospitalized. And our president, as he should, weighed in on the tragic events this morning from the White House. We are all joined together as one American family. And your suffering is our burden also. No child, no teacher should ever be in danger in an American school. Agreed. No parent should ever have to fear for their sons and daughters when they kiss them goodbye in the morning. Agreed. So I agree with both of those statements. And here's what you do to fix that. Tell your buddies in Congress, tell Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and Marco Rubio, all the family men who care so much about their communities, that what we need are laws, real laws, that do everything possible to keep assault rifles out of the hands of people who are going to shoot our kids. Go on TV and tell them to do that. That's... I'll tell you something. That is a perfect example of the common sense you told us you were going to bring to the White House. It's time to bring it. We need it. Tell these congressmen and lobbyists who infest that swamp you said you were going to drain, force these allegedly Christian men and women who stuff their pockets with money from the NRA year after year after year to do something now, not later, now. And don't you dare let anyone say it's too soon to be talking about it because he said it after Vegas, he said it after Sandy Hook, you say that after every one of these eight now fatal school shootings we had in this country this year. Children are being murdered. We still haven't even talked about it. You still haven't done anything about nothing. You've literally done nothing. Actually, you've done worse than nothing. You like to say this is a mental health issue, but one of your very first acts as president, Mr. Trump, was to actually roll back the regulations that were designed to keep firearms out of the hands of the mentally ill. You did that. Your party voted to repeal the mandates on coverage for mental health. So I agree this is a mental illness issue because if you don't think we need to do something about it, you're obviously mentally ill. And it is amazing to me that if one illegal immigrant causes a car accident, we've got to build a wall to keep the rest of them out. Why are you looking for solutions to that problem and not this one? Every reasonable American, Republican or Democrat, knows that something has to be done, something. And we're not doing anything. But go ahead, I'll let you finish. 
to every parent, teacher, and child who is hurting so badly. We are here for you, whatever you need, whatever we can do to ease your pain. Great. Okay, what we need and what you can do to ease our pain and to prevent future pain is something. Eight out of 10 Americans agree that a teenager shouldn't have an AR-15. So why does a teenager legally have an AR-15? Somewhere along the line, these guys forgot they work for us, not the NRA, us. And this time, we're not gonna allow you to bow your head in prayer for two weeks until you get an all clear and we move on to the next thing. We're gonna make sure you do something this time. And if you agree with me, and maybe you don't, but if you do, here's one way you can help. Go to everytown.org. All the information you need is there, and you can write to your representatives and call them. And if they don't listen, vote them out of office. Whatever you do, do something. Do something. Do something. Everytown.org. He sounds... Everytown.org. Exactly. Um, 45 sounded like a robot. Um, he obviously was working off of a script, which is fine. That's I mean, fine. You know, you Stay in your fucking lane. Exactly, exactly. But it's like, when you have, when you bring to light that he actually rolled back protections that could have actually worked towards helping this. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? It just goes to his buffoonery, though. I no. think it just goes to his ineptitude. What? I mean, that I, I, I'm starting to understand when you, when you grade Trump, um, you do it so on a curve. And I think that one, it's not this nefarious plot. It's just he's a fucking duller and he doesn't know that 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 that's what was a consequence of his policy. I think that's that's just the case. Um, so so I want to pivot just a little bit um, to talk about how who is the biggest adversary, right? We talked about the NRA, right? We talked about there's clips of like I mean we can go on and on about clips, but there's clips of like students asking Rubio if he would stop taking money from the NRA. Like, if he make a pledge right then and there. I mean, it's just... The NRA is is the target number one, right? It's en public enemy number one when it comes to the uh, the other argument. Now, um, the CEO, uh, spokesperson right now for the NRA, is a gentleman named Wayne LaPierre. I know that guy. Uh, Wayne LaPierre... Um, is coming out, uh, pardon the phrase, guns blazing. Um, I, I didn't even hear that as a pun. That's actually, that's probably true. The yeah. NRA is coming out and going to the mat on this. Um, they are not going to allow um, anyone to disrupt their business line. And so the NRA um, and Trump are in lockstep and key. They are, um, and I want to, <laughs> and I want to show you a little clip just recently. Okay, and, and people say, oh, well, you know, uh, you're going to splice these clips together to make it seem like Trump and the NRA are, 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 are in lockstep. Um, but when they are saying the same fucking things, you need to point it out. You probably got words that they said and made it sound like they were saying the same thing. I don't believe you. you got, I want to hear this. So let's listen to this clip and you'll see how closely the NRA, um, one one voice is going to be um, LaPierre. LaPierre, and then the other voice will be Trump. All right, let's take a listen. We must immediately harden our schools. We have to harden our schools. So-called gun-free zones that are wide open targets. It is such a target for the killer. They look for gun-free zones. It should not be easier for a madman to shoot up a school 
than a bank. I want my schools protected, just like my banks are protected, just like everything else. The National Rifle Association originated the National Instant Check System. They actually came up with uh, certain of the rules and regulations that we have now. I'm listening to that, and I'm about to take a sip of my, my, my whiskey. Yeah. And I stopped because I was, like, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> They're the they, same. They, they were They're saying the, same. the exact same thing. It was uncanny. Yeah. Like, someone gave someone else their notes. Like, someone copied right. someone else's homework. They, that's what, and, and you know, that's what you do. when. So when you are, look, and I worked in politics, okay? When you are giving talking points and you're giving a structure of uh, what things you should bring up, you give them bullet points, and those are bullet fucking points. Like, come on, we're not that, I mean, we're stupid. Well, we're not the smartest, you know, the sharpest tool in the shed, but really, are we going to fall for this? Well, there's people out there who will equivocate even this type of behavior. It's like, they're so desperate to keep what, they, what they've been told is their right and that kind of stuff. Here's the thing, and I know that we're probably going to get into it deeper with some of the other clips, but I just want to go ahead and make sure that I say something that I think. It's like, what people don't seem to understand like some of my friends on Facebook who are more right-leaning or libertarian or whatever, like, do you understand that the NRA, they just want you to buy guns? Yes. Like, like, like you, Thank you. you, you I have that, and that's the exact same point I wanted to bring up. Yeah, because like, like, like people were like, oh, no, it's your right. And I was like, no, they just want you to buy guns. No. It's, it's literally like a business. Like, they don't care how you use it. They don't care about anything. They're like, just give us more money. Right. That's and all they want from you. I am so glad you brought up that point because, um, and, you know, and I'm gonna address that point when you say that it's my constitutional right to own a fucking gun, okay? Or 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 AR fucking fifteen, okay? I'm gonna address that in just a second. But to your fucking point, um, the NRA is not a um is not a um an organic grassroots move uh, a movement of consumers of uh guns, no. okay? Um, eighty five percent of them when polled. Are, are not in agreement with the hardliners of the NRA, okay? Um, the NRA is a lobbying group for the gun manufacturers, okay? The gun manufacturers. The gun, the gun manufacturers pay the NRA to continue the sales of weaponry, okay? That's what they do. So what um, Imposte America, our, our good friends there, Buddies. Um, said is that we should start not focusing on the, on the NRA because the NRA, by fact, does not actually contribute as much money as other industry groups contribute to politicians, okay? They are a boogeyman, okay? It's akin to, some people say that it's very similar to like what Planned Parenthood is to liberals, okay? That they're this powerful arm, okay? Um, I would make the argument that the NRA... By far and demonstrably, based off the fund, uh, the contributions that that industry gives does not give as much to politicians. So, with that being said, they are simply just a spokesperson for the gun lobby. Now, when you look at the um, where the NRA stands, they basically their bottom line is never, never, never will we allow any type of regulations to inhibit the growth of our industry. So what I want folks to focus on is not the NRA, but the gun manufacturers, okay? There is, there is tactical ways where we can disrupt what's going on. Folks say, okay, go protest. Instead of protesting in front of the NRA, go protest in front of gun manufacturers, okay? Go protest in front of stores that carry those guns, okay? Go protest at the banks that allow credit cards to be used for the purchase of weaponry. Okay, 
You start doing that, then then you start actually getting to the bottom line of these folks. Really? I mean, okay, well, I don't want to jump ahead because, like, you know, obviously we have a, a set thing, but I'm seeing a lot of people who are boycotting, like, things that are connected to the NRA, and those people, those companies are leaving the NRA. They are, they are, and some are. Um, well, I mean, not all of them, but, like, but companies but are. But some like, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so, you know, the NRA is this big boogeyman, right, people keep talking about. Okay. Right, that they're in the pockets, right, of the NRA. Um, or that Republicans are in the pockets of the NRA. I mean, because Marco Rubio wouldn't even say he wouldn't take money from him. Right, 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 right. Because a student asked him that question. Yeah. Uh, I there's our our good friends at five thirty eight dot com. We have so many good friends. Okay, they had a podcast and they actually interviewed a Harvard professor who studied kind of the gun culture, and um, I want folks to listen to a a little clip about the history of the NRA and how they got to be. Gain, gain, I'm gaining so much prominence. So clarity, which which one are we listening to first? Are we listening to the Pots of America one or the Five Thirty Eight? We'll listen. Uh, we're not gonna listen to Pots of America. Okay. Um, we're gonna listen to. We will listen to them later. Okay. Okay. But uh, for now, we're gonna listen to Five Thirty Eight. Perfect. Here we go. So the NRA was founded in 1871 as a sportsman's organization. Uh, it didn't have a political role. It didn't endorse a presidential candidate until 1980, until uh, it endorsed Ronald Reagan. And that was after a huge restructuring of the organization and essentially a coup by political activists from the new right who just took over the NRA at the time. The Second Amendment history then took a different course during Reagan's administration, when Reagan's Justice Department under Edwin Meese was really interested in cultivating as American constitutional doctrine, the doctrine of originalism. Mm -hmm. And a new study was commissioned in Congress on the original meaning of the Second Amendment uh, in a report that was uh, a committee chaired. I believe it was Orrin Hatch. I'm not sure. Anyway, they went back and they, using this sort of Miesian originalism, reinterpreted the Second Amendment to say, oh my gosh, we've misunderstood the Second Amendment for centuries. We thought, <laughs> which is actually very interesting is what they were doing was offering a wholly new interpretation of the second amendment but that's the amend that's the interpretation that became the signature interpretation of the NRA which at the time you know had put over its headquarters the the motto the right of the people to bear arms shall not be yeah. infringed which is just half of the amendment uh, but that's that's the it was really during the 1970s and early 1980s that the that the amendment was quite radically reinterpreted and then very effectively delivered as a political product of the new right, so that I think it's not visible to many people how new that interpretation was at the time. That seems to be, and, and since it was packaged as we are restoring the original meaning of the amendment, uh, it, it, it denies its own novelty. It denies its own novelty. It denies its own novelty. That's that's like a poet writing right there. Very poetic. I want to. I want to write like that. Very because eloquent. Like, it, it, you it, could it, become professor. I'm gonna have to because like, <laughs> it's, it's so deep. What it said. It's multi layered. It's like it's like it's saying, "Hey, I'm not new. I'm the original." It's like it's like, it's like, it's like new coke. Right. That's like new coke saying, "No, no, no. Coke always tasted like this. You right. didn't know about it. You didn't like, just understand." Yeah. Um. So. It just goes to show that the NRA is not this like ingrained institutional like juggernaut. Okay, um, it, it 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 is a boogeyman. It is a lobbying group. That's all it is. Um, so this is the hard part that I have to talk about now. Is what does this mean going forward? Okay, What's what does all this forward? pomp yeah. and circumstance mean, Jelani? Okay, is this a true inflection point? What is a political reality that something will happen? 
Um, and it's tough for me to say um, because uh, Republicans own everything. Okay. Uh, state legislatures are still pri- pri- primarily dominated by Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if shit is going to happen. Okay. So uh, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to, I have a clip, a, another clip, Jelani, uh, our friends from Politico. Uh, it's a podcast. It's brand new. I don't think we ever uh, broadcast them before. So they can't be friends of ours. They can yeah, be friends not, of yours. Yeah. <laughs> they're not friends um, of ours. I don't know these people. Uh, the podcast called is called The Nerdcast. Okay. Okay. And these are political insiders, and they're going to give us a sober look Rachel, at this shooting has brought gun control to the forefront of the national conversation once again. How is Congress reacting? A lot of what you would expect with uh, both sides sort of further uh, entrenched in their positions, although I would say there are some Republicans who I think are feeling the heat right now and want to do something to just to say they did something without alienating the NRA at the same time. Um, there was a letter from the Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee um, that they sent to the chairman just a few hours ago, basically asking Bob Goodlatte, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, very strong uh, Second Amendment advocate, to have hearings and pass legislation on gun control measures. They specifically were talking about background checks, banning assault weapons, restraining orders for families who are worried about um, any family members that might have mental health issues and might be unstable and could hurt themselves or others. But the issue here is that Republicans don't see guns as the problem, right? And so the chances of Bob Goodlatte actually having a hearing on this, moving legislation, Republicans passing something like this, is pretty much nil. And I know there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of really passionate young kids who are you know, on TV right now and talking about this and definitely getting politically active. But changing gun laws in Washington is very hard. It's, it's really hard uh, in, in a way that our listeners often struggle with. And, and when we hear from them, and I, I, the way I try to explain it is I can remember once talking to a uh, pro-gun control state legislator, and I was asking the same question, how could something not be done in, in the wake of this big public outcry? And, and I thought the answer was, uh, was really illuminating. His answer was the intensity of the support for gun rights far outpaces the intensity of support for gun control. And I wish it were otherwise, but it's not. And I think that's the reality that a lot of these legislators live with. So then, given what you just told us, is there any daylight for any kind of compromise measure? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of talk right now about this bipartisan bill in the Senate. The president has said he would support it. It's basically, um, it's a backgrounds checks measure that only reinforces existing law. Um, So people are talking about potentially passing that, but Democrats will tell you that this is not really moving the gun control needle at all. It's just reinforcing what is already enacted. And even this is having a problem in the House. I spoke with Jim Jordan um, two nights ago after the president endorsed this bipartisan bill. And Jim Jordan was saying, I'm not going to vote for something like this. This is a hardcore conservative from the House Freedom Caucus. He says, I'm not going to vote for something like this unless it includes conceal carry reciprocity, which basically allows a person from, say, you know, West Virginia who has a conceal carry permit to walk in or, you know, drive into New York State and continue to conceal their weapon. So it basically creates this national conceal carry um, license, and Democrats don't want to move in that direction. So it just it complicates everything. Um, 
potentially that could pass without conservative support. I do think there are Republicans who would vote for it, both in the Senate, if Speaker Ryan puts it on the floor in the House. But again, this isn't really a gun control bill. It's just reinforcing existing laws and making sure that if certain people are not put on a background checks measure, that there are repercussions for those who are supposed to put them on there. So, John, wake up. Wake up, wake up. Hey. So, look, I know Nerdcast, okay, is very dry. I'm going to be listening to that all the time. I get that, but they give it straight. That's true. They just are telling you what the temperature is there, okay? Um, When I was in D.C., and I'll talk about it a little bit later, Mm -hmm. um, all I saw was political, like, newsstands all over. Um, That's what kind of got you interested. No, no, no. I've been on political background for a long time, but, but I'm just letting you know, like, they are just... Down the middle, they just will report the politics of it. Okay, um, but uh, our good friends at Positive America, oh, okay, the people are, I do know, yes, are able to take that kind of wonkiness mm-hmm. and kind of like explain it into basic terms. So, uh, let's just focus on the universal background checks. Um, our good friends at Positive America are going to explain what that background check really means because that seems to be the most realistic like possibility that 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 will come of this. Perfect. Up next on the Black Tie Clip Affair. Well, it's important to draw a distinction between comprehensive background checks, which is what Trump mentioned, and universal background checks. So there are a number of loopholes in the current background check law, including gun shows, among other things, private sales. And so in 2013, after Newtown, what Democrats and some Republicans tried to do while President Obama was in office was to pass a universal background check law, which would mean that if not all, virtually all gun people who buy guns would would need to get a background check. And that is not what Trump is talking about here. As far as we can tell, he is talking about a different piece of legislation that is still also a good thing, which would would strengthen the current background check system to make sure that more information got into the quote unquote Nick system, as it's called, to Mm -hmm. ensure that people get flagged. Like, we should do that. We should have done that 100 years ago. It's fucking insane that we haven't. But it is not a significant step towards something real. And Chris Murphy, who's one of the sponsors of that legislation, along with John Cornyn from Texas, says as much. He was like, yeah, obviously we should pass this bill, but no one should tell you that this bill will actually do anything to solve the problem in a big way. Basically, that bill, it increases grants for states that send the federal background check system at least 90% of their records on people with serious mental illness. So it is basically a bill that coordinates what should already be coordinated between the state and federal background check system that already exists. It does not expand them. It does not close the loophole that means that people who buy guns on the internet or from gu- at gun shows uh, don't have to have any kind of background check at all. It's not, it's not real. I mean, great. Do it. Fine. But right. don't pat yeah. yourself on the back for it. It's something, it's something that should have already been around, but it's not like, whoo, we making changes. No, it's not that at all. No. Um, so I just want to recap, put a lid on it for now about where we stand and what kind of the options are. Okay. So there's banning AR-15 altogether. Um, that's not going to happen. I, I, I mean, I just don't think it's simply, I mean, you just, it's not going to happen. There's not the political will to do so. Um, currently, currently, uh, eliminating the bump stock adjustment, uh, which is basically a bump stock is a device that turns a semi-automatic to a full automatic. Okay. Trump said he's going to support that. Uh, uh, he said he actually designated his uh, attorney general to actually put in regulations, but that's not going to hold water. Uh, you need to actually put full-on legislation 
Um, that's what the FBI said. And I mean, actually, the uh, the Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco and Firearms said that, no, you need to actually pass legislation to make that definitive. Um, they will look at universal background checks or at least comprehensive background checks, which we just heard about. Um, there's this thing called concealed weapon reciprocity that basically allows you to, if you get, because each state uh, has concealed weapon rules and laws. Um, some do not allow concealed weapons. Some states do allow it. Uh, that would mean that if you would get a, uh, just kind of like a driver's license, uh, if you got a concealed carry uh, license in one state, that means it will transfer automatically to another state. <laughs> Look. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, it's an awful thing. It's an awful thing. That means if I go to Arkansas, if I fly to Arkansas to get a concealed weapon license, now you that can walk around California. Yeah, like, woo. Yeah, right, right. That's what yeah. I thought. So, um, that's definitely not a good thing. Um, they're looking at waiting periods. And, what that would and, look and like increasing them. <laughs> well, California has a pretty long, you know, waiting period. You have to wait like ten days. Ooh, okay? that sounds terrible. It is a, a long time. A week and three days before I can get my my death weapon. <laughs> Okay, calm down. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, raising the age limit on when you can purchase AR fifteen because because right now you can purchase it when you're eighteen. You could just go out, so maybe increasing it to twenty one years of age. Um, but then like one argument is like, well, I can go shoot guns in the military, you know, at the age of eighteen, and I'm you're like, also in the military. <laughs> like, okay. Um, another uh, great idea that Trump had uh, is arming teachers. Mm. Uh, that's pretty good. That and, sounds wonderful. And giving them a twenty percent pay increase if they do that. Oh, but, so, you don't, uh, but but no pencils though or books. <laughs> yeah, imagine shootouts in the fucking classroom. I'm I'm just not trying to give it too much energy because no, it's just uh, so uh, ridiculous. No, it's 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 ridiculous. And I've seen this thing come up so many times with people who are like, like really honest and saying, "No, this is a good idea." Yeah. Like here's the thing: at the actual tragedy that took place there was an armed officer yes, there yes sir yes sir and was. So he wasn't like well here we go so now you yeah. think all of a sudden these teachers who just live their life normally just because they have a gun they're like well here we go it's like no you you're not going to be able to <laughs> predict what people's behaviors are going to no, be that's right and right. you're just saying like oh yeah once you have the gun you're going to feel the power that i always feel when i have my gun right it's like, yeah it's no. like, when i have my gun i feel so powerful it's like right. you feel the same power it's like no <laughs> that's why i took her all the time i was like like we've discussed before, because like I said, unfortunately, these kind of things happen so often that we've actually had a show about kind of stuff like this previously. I will never touch a gun because th- that makes me feel powerless to have one. Like it, it's 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 like it's the complete opposite effect. So when you think, oh yeah, well this is just gonna be the catch-all for everybody. Everybody's gonna feel better and they're all gonna feel safe. And if nothing happens, we'll all just have a grand old shootout. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And you think teachers want guns? Exactly. People well, don't want guns. No. Get- like, all right, so kids, how many bullets are in my gun today? And, like, you know that security guard you're talking about? Actually ended up resigning. Yes, because they, they, they dragged his ass, unfortunately. He went the wrong, he's like, no, I'm not going to the where the gun's shooting, for gunfire's happening at. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Hey, you know, just, like, a little known fact, like, NYPD officers, like, these are, like, NYPD officers, okay? Only have, like, a 35% accuracy rate in terms of shooting. That's why when they actually have to no, and listen, you're absolutely right. That's why when they have to actually take care of a situation, there are several of them to make up for the fact that they miss a lot because they're human. Like you swear that everything's an action movie. It's not how things work. It doesn't work that way. It's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. No matter what, I always I always hit my 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 target, and the bad guys always miss. That's not what's gonna happen. Yeah, not at all. Um, I don't know what's gonna be done. Um, I don't know, and I hope that. 
we have stamina. Um, you know, I believe in the political insiders who tell me that nothing can happen or it's going to be very minimal. Um, I'm, I'm a realist in that way, but also like a, a pessimist in that way as well. But I think that if young folks continue to apply pressure and continue to, 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 to hold their elected officials accountable, that something can be done. Uh, so we'll see Jelani. Yeah, I don't know how this story is going to end. Um, the best thing I can tell you is that the best chance of something happening in terms of gun legislation is uh, when Democrats take back the House. Of course. No, no, no. Because I, I, um, I would say this, that I know who does have the stamina, and that's these young people. So I put my faith in them and realize that like they have my full support. And so anything I can do, which is vote, I'm going to be out there for them. You know who has my full support? Bobby? Bobby Mueller. Oh, we're, we're actually making a pivot. I'm we're going to pivot. I, I, was, I was in the dirt. Had to, had to throw my little weak-ass jokes in there during the tragedy. But yeah. this you I can were, actually joke about. You were sad, and, and you were you were hopeful, and, and you were sad again. And, and, and then I got that got sleepy because the nerd cast, all kinds of stuff happened. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about what Bobby's so, doing. Okay, so good old Bobby. Um, 13 Russians have been charged with carrying out information warfare against the United States, Jelani. Heard about that. Now, this is part of special counsel Robert Mueller's Trump-Russia investigation. The indictment lays out how Russia allegedly attacked the 2016 election to, quote, undermine public confidence in democracy, end quote, and help elect President Trump. Now, the, the, um, the charges detail how Russians and a troll farm in St. Petersburg allegedly spent millions of dollars stealing Americans' identities, posing as activists on social media and buying politically charged ads. Now, one of the defendants who helped fund this activity is an ally of Russian President Putin. The indictment doesn't implicate the Trump campaign in any wrongdoing. Now, this 37-page indictment um, by Robert Mueller said that 13 individuals have conspired since July 2014 to violate laws that prohibit foreigners from spending money to influence federal elections in the United States. The indictment charges that the foreign that the foreigners fall, falsely posed as American citizens and engage in other propaganda, including fraud and deceit in the 2016 presidential election. Now, um, Mueller is not done. Um, yesterday, Mueller, uh, this just broke, uh, added additional criminal charges to former Trump officials, uh, supporters. Did you hear about that, Jelani? This one I did not hear about. Oh, that was just recently. Now, um, there's a recent filing that happened just last night, as a matter of fact. The filing adds that allegations of tax evasion and bank fraud and significantly increases the legal jeopardy for Paul Manafort and Rick Gates. Remember Paul Manafort? I do remember his, Paul His campaign manager? I know that gentleman. Now, both had faced uh, already the prospect of at least a decade in prison if convicted at trial. Now, the new charges uh, contained in this 32-count indictment, 32 fucking counts, okay, indictment returned by a federal grand jury in Virginia alleged that Manafort and Gates doctored financial documents, lied to taxpayers, and defrauded banks. Using money they cycle through offshore accounts to spend lavishly, including on real estate, interior decorating, and other luxury goods. But there's no collusion. So there's we're no good. collusion. Um, and late breaking news Damn. just happened before we walked in the door. Mueller um, uh, 
And former uh, Mueller, excuse me, it was just announced from Mueller's camp that Rick Gates, who we just talked about, pled guilty to conspiracy and false statements, um, the charges that Mueller's office uh, brought on. He's going to cooperate with the investigation. Damn, son. Fully going to cooperate with them. Um, AKA, Mueller is not done. There's so much more that he's digging in. Trump thought, because Trump was praising that, oh, it's fucking done, and, you know, look, there's nothing here, there's no there there. No, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Exactly, because, like, like the the, <laughs> the, the, the thread is being, thrown, being brought closer and closer to you. Your aides, people who are attached to you, people who you brought into your cabinet. If you're saying you're going to drain a swamp, how did you bring swamp monsters to the swamp? <laughs> it don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I don't um, understand. So... We're going to find out what's going to happen with Mueller. Um, what we're not going to find out more about Jelani is more stories. Three little bits of stories that I did not get to talk about that I'm just going to mention. Okay. I okay. know those are the, the, the real quick stories. It, it just, it's so much shit's happening. Okay. We don't even get a chance to fucking talk about I it. I totally understand that. So remember DACA? Yes, I do. So McConnell has said he's going to have DACA hearings and that we would actually have a piece of legislation. Okay. Yes. Well, they did and Republicans voted it down. Oh, crazy. So, DACA immigration bill has failed. Mm. And we're done with that. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. That, that, that's not we, it, but we, we, we have no time. We, but we that's, try, that's, 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 that, that's what McConnell says. We're done. Cool. So, it failed. And that uh, means remember starting when, in remember, March. When he, remember he promised that that he, was... Right, right. He, he promised that we would... Well, well, they had the vote and it was done. That's cool. Um, So, starting effective March, um, 800,000... Uh, DACA recipients are in jeopardy of being deported. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, I'm moving on. Taxpayers. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mitt Romney is running for the Senate in Utah. Um, he is, and, and if you didn't know, Mitt Romney is a Mormon. Utah is like flush with Mormons. They will vote him in. He will be the ultimate thorn in the side of Donald Trump, I imagine. Why is that? He, Mitt Romney does not like Donald Trump. But still, once they get like Mitch McConnell doesn't like Donald Trump. Once they get under there, they're like, they're like ah, fuck All it. Right, we'll see. Well, it's better than having a Trump esque type candidate. At least it's Mitt Romney. Okay. Okay. I can give you that. All right. Um, and that is it for the news today, Jelani. Well, not just yet, because there's still one more small baby segment that we always like to toss in, and that is Letters from Donnie, this new segment where I discuss little emails that I've received from President DT, uh, because I'm on a mailing list and these things are hilarious. <laughs> now, this one actually comes from Laura Trump, actually. Who has Laura Trump? I'm going to guess his daughter or one of his daughters. I don't know. Or maybe somebody's wife. Or maybe, oh, you know what? I think it's Eric's wife. I think it's Eric's wife. Okay. Because right. she didn't have like, some weird-ass name. And it goes like this. Jelani, Eric emailed you about renewing your 2018 sustaining membership. Now, I'm following up to see if you want to get on board. We won because we never stopped fighting. Because no matter what the media told us, we never lost sight of our mission to make America great again. That's what it'll take to sustain everything we've built for years and years to come. So before I send the president the next list of 2018 sustaining members, 
please renew your 2018 sustaining membership for just $1 by 8 p.m. tonight. <laughs> by the way, it is 9.45 p.m., so I have missed my deadline. <laughs> you missed the deadline. I can't even do it. You can't even do it. Yes. You missed out. Exactly. And then it says, thanks, Laura Trump, senior advisor of Donald Trump for President Incorporated. It's funny how everybody in, her, in his family is just all apparently working for him. It's ridiculous. And it gives me a little option to contribute one dollar. It's just one dollar, Jelani. I mean, it's I'm, one I, if I want to be a 2018 continued sustained member, also why is the president, who's actively the president right now, need contribution money? He's only year two. What does he even need this money for? One dollar. What does he need the money for? Maga. Yes, exactly for Maga. Maga. Yeah, goodness gracious. All right. So I'm done. I'm done with Donnie. I'm done with I'm all done the news. With, I'm done with I'm sadness. Done. I'm done with tears. And let's go ahead and move into the weekend wrap up. I'm going to go ahead and start. I know. I'm just, for those of who just skipped ahead. <laughs> oh, hey. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I know that Welcome. we yeah we we went dark for a second there and we and we had to because it was really important. But we are here now. We're here at the weekend wrap up. A lot of people's favorite segment. I get here stuff all the time. But you know, I, I I catch up with you guys and what's going on with your lives by listening to the weekend wrap up. Very and, true. And that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. So my weekend had a lot to do with superheroes. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I'm included in that. You are included in that. Because here's the thing. You can never have too much Black Panther. You know right now. <laughs> yeah, too much. Yeah. Black Panther came out on February 16th officially. But your boy Jelani, he couldn't wait that long. So me and one of our uh, uh, shared friends, uh-huh. we went on February 15th mm-hmm. at a Thursday night preview showing. Sure. All right, to go watch the show. Go, All right. go, go see the king. There you go. I had to come correct, so I wore my, my dashiki. dashiki. When I got to the theater, there were several people there wearing different types of dashikis. Hashtag do it for the culture. Do it for the culture, absolutely. And those people who were all there were like, saying hi to each other. Like we were all old friends. Yeah. In fact, one of the people who was in line when we were actually buying a Slurpee, because our friend, he loves his Slurpees, uh, was behind us talking about the boat that I was on a couple of episodes ago. He was at the same boat. Oh, my Lord. So we shared two things. We're like, we're about to go watch The King right now. We saw, we were on the boat and saw all that shit going down. It was ridiculous. And then we go and watch the movie. That was fantastic. But I wasn't done. <laughs> I wasn't done at all. I watched no. that movie in 3D. Yes. And then I go and I watch it again. This time I watched it with hands. We go, part of our little Valentine, little shindig. We go watch it. There you go. Then... My friend and co-host, you, sir, <laughs> offer me another exclusive experience. That three out of four days. Three, three out, out of four, four days. days. Exactly, exactly. I'm counting. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, I'm going to watch it, but we're going to watch it in 4D. <laughs> you want to go and see that? I'm like, I don't care. If, if you're watching the movie, Let's I'm watching the movie. You're like, going. And also, fans who, who listen to the show, if you want to watch the movie, I'll watch it with you. <laughs> I don't care. I love that movie. He will go. I don't. I don't care. Cause he has movie pass, and he still hasn't even exercised the movie pass yet. I've, I, once, 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 I, once okay. I use movie pass to watch okay. it. But the other two times, I paid out of pocket. I have actually paid the uh, Ryan Coogler and and friends at least forty dollars to watch this movie. 
great movie. movie. I love absolutely, it. I love absolutely. it. I actually want to go see it again. I'm going to go see good. it again. It's good. Really, really it's really, really good. It's, it's it a really good movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, I want to see it again without the rumbles because... No, no, no. Yeah, there's, there's a little, whole lot. Yeah, there's a lot of going on. Wait, let's break down 4D for people yeah, okay, real quick. Yeah. Like, what everyone, is 4D? Everyone understands what 3D actually is. Like, yeah. Okay, the people, are, they're kind of coming out a little bit. 4D is a different type of experience where they're trying to immerse you as far into the film as humanly possible yes. without actually being on stage. That's right. Let me tell you that there are scenes where there's water on the film, or water happening, you know, like there's a river or a waterfall or what have you. You've seen the credits. You've seen the previews. And while that's taking place, while you're in the theater, you see little spritz of mist. It's of misting. Water. It's misting. misting. It's like, misting. Oh, you're feeling it. Like, why is it water? Oh, because yeah. you see water on the it's screen. It's like smell vision Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if the, if, the, if the camera pans really deep, you feel the, the, your chair go down with your it. Your seat moves, yes. glides with it. And they have wind that's blowing through. <laughs> if you're the action scene, don't get me started with the action scenes. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to watch this film in 4D, do not bring a drink or food. Don't try to do it. Don't try to do don't it. Don't do it. Or if you are going to do it, make sure you've seen the movie before so you know where the action beats are. Yes. Because whenever somebody's fighting, your chair is a rumbling. Yes. A couple of times I was taking a gulp of my water and it spilled on me. And I, I, I didn't know when the action scene was coming and my chair rumbled. It. You didn't see it. You yeah. didn't see it coming. Yeah. It's a 4D. It's quite the experience. You're always caught on. You uh, You have to be on your guard. You oh, have you, to be on your definitely. guard. Definitely. I was ready for it, but like you weren't. And you'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but second part of my um, thing, uh, my weekend, like I told you before, uh, me and Hans went um, celebrate kind of Valentine's Day because we couldn't do it on the actual day because that was on Wednesday. Yeah, that's a weird day. Yeah, it wasn't working out. So on Saturday, we went down to Santa Monica, kind of took that whole thing in, the pier, the dock. Every single person in the world seemed to be out there. It was ridiculous. It's a pretty cheesy place to be at. Whatever, bro. But romantic. Whatever, all right? It's Santa Monica Pier. I was like, oh, hey, hey, Santa Monica Pier. I, I, I it's like beautiful, that place. though. I haven't been there for a while either. Yeah. A lot of things have changed. There's like a lot of new buildings. I haven't been there for like years, actually. And I was like, oh, that's a great place like, to go. All these new places. Great place to go. Yeah. And I was like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And then while we were there, actually, no, we did not watch the movie until we got back from there. Because we were trying to go and use um, one of the AMCs that were there, but her app for MoviePass wasn't working too well. So oh, we no. wait until we got back to. You Long know, Beach. you can log out on your, and then she can, and then she can log into yours, using your phone. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So once you already checked in on your phone, then you uh, can check in with her. Then use your phone to check in. Did not. Okay. To well, sign out. And I will. I will keep that in mind. I did not know that. That that's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah. So that was that was our whole thing. That kitten caboodle. Lots and lots of Panther stuff. Also some romantic stuff. And that was it. That was that's what we did. That's a great weekend. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. Like I said, y'all, you can go just call me, text me, let me know you want to watch the movie. <laughs> Black Panther. Um, so I'm not gonna necessarily talk about my weekend um, as much as I'm gonna talk about what happened during last week. Why we had a gap in our podcast. By all means, the weekend wrap is just it's just it's a catch up session. Yeah, we it's call a that because alliteration is fun. Yeah, but sometimes it is just the weekend. Sometimes it is a weekend, just solely the weekend because nothing I, happens Monday yeah, through Friday. Exactly. But I thought I was talking about Thursday. Um, but I went to D.C. Uh, yes, you did. Um, and for those, you know, I am political junkie, and I've been in politics for a long time, and I this is my first time I went to D.C. That's I did not know is that. Is that surprising? I, actually, it is surprising. And I've known you for quite some time, and I would just assume that you just went on a, on a whim before. Yeah, I, I've had multiple opportunities to go, but it was... It, w- it was always like I just pass it up, like oh, you know, I'll, I'll go next time, you know, uh, like like I've always like okay, I'll just kick the can down the road, and I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm leaving 
government and I have never been in DC. Mm-hmm. So Pick that can up. uh ironically I am working for a nonprofit and I'm actually going to DC. There you so go. I went to DC and I geeked out. I mean I saw everything, Jelani. And I went by myself. Okay. Um I saw the US Capitol. I saw the Supreme Court. Um I it was it was a work trip, so the work paid for it, which was great. Um I worked about maybe twenty percent of the time. The other eighty percent was just kinda like me. Um, don't say that on the podcast, people from work listen to this. <laughs> um, no, but, but in our reality, I was able to do both. I was able to work and I was able to get some of my sightseeing in, um, in part because I was by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a family. So, um, I want to highlight a few things that, that, that I learned. Well, before I do that, Jelani, I saw everything. Okay. I saw the Bureau of Engraving. Okay. So I saw what money got made. Oh, okay. okay Thank you for printed. letting me know. I, 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 know, I don't know what I that know. meant. Okay. Um, I saw the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, the Vietnam Memorial, the World War II Memorial, the World War One Memorial, um, all the museums, mm-hmm. all of them. I mean, there was like a dozens of, I saw all of them. Okay. Um, I saw the, I went to the Arlington Cemetery. Um, I saw the tomb of the unknown soldier. Um, I saw tour, I got on tours and tours and tours. Um, that's what you do when you are by yourself. Makes sense. So at the Lincoln Monument, is that what they make the five dollar bill? No, they do not. No, they're not intertwined. They're actually pretty close to each other. Oh, the, okay. The Bureau of Engraving, uh-huh. um, but the Lincoln Memorial um, just has the statue. Just has statue. So there's no five dollar uh, bills or as, pennies made. There. That's right. As a matter of fact, though, the first time I saw it, I was it was his birthday. Ah. So that was pretty cool. Um, so. One small story, uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is this tomb that they have for uh, at Arlington Cemeteries for those soldiers who have passed away that uh, or died in combat that it, it's basically it's unknown. No one knows what happened to that soldier. Um, and it's guarded by a, a soldier. Um, and uh, think of it like at Buckingham Palace where they have that British soldier who stands there mm-hmm. while there is a guard who stands guard 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. With somebody. It's not There's the same somebody. It's okay. a, yeah. And as a matter of fact, they rotate. They have a changing of the guard every hour. And it's a ceremony that they actually exchange. And this guard stands on guard 24 hours a day through no matter what type of weather. Okay. As a matter of fact, it's really close to the Pentagon, Arlington Cemetery. And when the 9-11 attacks happened and Pentagon got hit, that was the first time in its history that um, half a dozen soldiers defended the tomb and was in a defensive stance because they were guarding the tomb. It's like that sacred. And now, this is going to sound sacrilegious. I know, I know. You're about to do it. But this is just just how I am. You're about to do it. These questions. You're about to what do it. What the hell do they think is going to end there? Someone going to just kind of, someone coming at that, at the tomb? Like, I, I, I understand you know, like so, ceremoniously. Yeah, like, right, oh, well, you know, right. we're just, we're just honoring right. that, but no one's coming for that tomb. I know. Unless they have like, I get you. Like, you know, that, that movie I with Nick, Nicolas Cage, unless there's some kind of treasure map in there. Right. No one wants that tomb. Right. And that's why you're an asshole. It's true. <laughs> that's that's true. why you're an yes. asshole. But yes, you're right. I mean, practically speaking, yes, who's going to rob a tomb or whatnot, but, um, it's the history of our country. I Jelani. totally understand. That's All right. beautiful. So a couple things I learned about not only being by myself, but also about D.C., okay? Uh, you know, people say, oh, you have to go visit the Smithsonian Institute. Mm. Right? You've heard about that phrase, I right? have. It's so an institute. I thought it was one, one building. Oh. The Smithsonian is a multitude, a collection of museums. There's about, and you give me that look, that, 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 that tilted head look. Um, there are about... Half a dozen museums. What? So there's a Smithsonian Institute, uh, Museum of Air and Space, American History, 
Native American National Zoo, uh, Smithsonian Institute of uh, Art, right? There's all these different types. The the, the African American, um, Smithsonian Institute of African American History, right? There's all these different subsects. So there's all these are all different museums. I got to see all of them except for the African American Museum. Oh, really? Well, isn't that motherfucking <laughs> convenient? Well, no. The reason why is because it was sold out. Oh. It was like packed. As a matter of fact, I went to every single museum um, there. And when I, I actually walked up to the museum and I was like, can I, because they're all free, which is a great thing. They're all free. So you can walk in and she's, and the, and the security guard says, oh, do you have a ticket? I, I don't have a ticket. I didn't think I needed it. They're free. And she goes, no, sir, it's on res- reservation. If you don't have a ticket, you can't be admitted in. And I'm like, I went to a dozen museums already. Why am I not able to get in? She's like, because we're sold out. Um, Sold out of free tickets? Capacity, apparently. Um, well, it was February. I kind of want to call bullshit. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, if you ever been in a museum, all they have is space. Exactly. It's not like you were, like, right next to each other in a museum, like, whew. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't move. But I told her, I was like, it's just me. It's just one person. She's like, sir, fortunately, we're sold out. If you don't have a ticket, you a reservation ticket, you're not admitted in. So I didn't get to see that. You didn't sneak behind in the back? Uh, I don't know. You I didn't. You didn't I didn't want to get arrested. Crown affair and just try, you know. Do, 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 do. You didn't do anything. No, no, no. no. Well, uh, not gonna be able to do it. Loss. Um, but that's what I learned about the Smithsonian. Okay, and you know the U.S. Capitol, you know that big dome. Yes. Okay. Uh, you're not actually allowed to go in there. Well, you are, but but that's not where the offices are at. Um, the offices for the congressmen are actually in three or four separate buildings away from the Capitol. The Capitol, that big dome, is only when they come and convene for special sessions but uh, and the floor sessions. But for all intents and purposes, they meet in their offices away in three or four of the buildings. Mm. And there's a, and there's an underground subway that goes directly from their offices to the Capitol. I don't know if you know that. That's only allowed to be used by staff or, or, or the senators. Did not know that. Kind of cool. Um, one thing I learned about DC is the escalators. Um, there is protocol. Okay, there are escalators everywhere because when you go to the subway, you have to go down escalators. Mm-hmm. Stay on the fucking right. Okay, Delaney. For those who live in the East Coast or live in uh, places where they have subways, you stay on the right because if you stay on the left, you get run the fuck over. Okay, unless you are walking up the steps, yeah, uh, you stay to the right. You're on the left, you're going to get run the fuck over. And if you are blocking and you're on the right, people will say, excuse me, excuse me, can you move? So you pass. You pass through. Oh. Okay, so the left is to not to be disturbed. Stay to the left. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is uh, the metro system. I use a metro. Everywhere I went, didn't take one cab, did not take one bus, but I took a subway and I rented bikes. Just like I think you did when you first moved to Long Beach. You just wanted a bike. You just... You pulled up the app and mm-hmm. scanned it, and you just rode a bike. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Beautiful. Fantastic. Um, I just used that recently because I actually met some friends in Long Beach uh, at a bar, I guess, earlier, like, last week or whatever. Uh, sometime in the weekend. It's like, you know, oh, we're down on 4th Street, but, like, we're at this bar. And I was like, I can't walk there. So I hit, hit the thing real quick and rode my ass down there. Fantastic. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I want to let you know is strip clubs are not like they are in Los Angeles. Um, well, you can't trust these senators and shit. That's probably so, why. Well, yeah. Well, in D.C., they allow alcohol to be served at the strip club, um, but they do not allow any type of lap dancing where there's, like, touching involved. 
So you're just like looking at them. Yeah, you can't get caught up if you're like you're a senator. No, you can't. You can't touch them. You can't do nothing. It's just, uh, and the drinks are very very expensive. Uh, twenty dollars for one drink. I'm sorry, what? But twenty dollars for one drink. No cover charge up, but twenty dollars a drink. So needless to say, is there a minimum drinks? Uh, uh, I don't know because I only bought one. (laughs) Okay, well, so So this is is how the receipt is is that one minimum. uh, I don't know because I left right after I finished my drink. <laughs> so I went, bought one drink, and left. I imagine you have to buy one drink. Um, you can't just sit there and like look at them. Well, I'm saying okay, because like if you say that it's like it's such a not, not terrible experience, but like it's not the experience that you like you're thinking in your head. You get in there and you're like, I'm gonna sit here for a second, and then when they tell me to leave, I just leave. So then, I, then I oh, the totally free transaction. And that's what I think True. I would do if I so, was watching DC. I'll go in there and say, "This is disappointing," but I'm going to stay here until I have to leave. Not buy right. buy any drink. I got gotcha. you. Not spend any money at all. Right, like, right. Mm-hmm. You're just going to chill and, out. And they're like, "Sir, you have you're going to buy a drink." I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to buy a drink." So like, you going to tip the girls? I'm not going to tip the girls. It's like we have to leave. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I've been here for 25 minutes. I'll go ahead and leave now. Yeah, yeah. That's um, yes. I don't roll that way. <laughs> I just want to, you know, I, you know, no, I knew at a minimum that if at the most it would cost $20. So I would, um, let's say, and I'll break it down to you, but I'd be willing to just go in there and see how it is for the experience of being in DC and leave. Um, the receipt came to me and this is how it was broken down. It was $13 for, uh, the drink, right? It was, um, two fifty for the ice. Okay. I'm sorry. They put the ice on there. <laughs> they, they, they itemized the ice. Cause I, cause I could have not had it with ice, right? <laughs> okay, and then it was like three forty for gratuity, and tax was like a dollar fifty, so it came out to like nineteen something. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. In fact, I'm going to just you know what to to avenge you. I'm going to fly to DC <laughs> and do exactly what I said. I'm going to sit in there for free. Yeah, and stand there and say, "Sir, yeah. are you going to do any of these things? Like, are you going to spend any money here? Right. I'm going to spend no money here at all." So you, you got to ba- yeah, you got to balance I'll, it out. And I walk out. Yeah. I walk out. Yeah, but you know what? It was you know like, let's say you had a place where they had a cover charge, ten dollars, say twelve dollar cover you, charge, you twelve dollar drink. Lots of logic. You know, no, I understand. Like, I mean, saying, it just it just. You just have that expectation. You go into a town. But they did not ask you to pay to get inside. So That's I right. They did exactly. not ask me to pay and get inside. So When I, mean, I go to the store to buy clothes, I don't have to necessarily buy a shirt. I'm like, oh, I wanted to buy that shirt. I changed my mind. I'm walking yeah. out now. Yeah. Um, as a reason... Uh, as for a reasonable cost for a drink, let's say $12, mm-hmm. right? And an extra $8 for whatever the hell Ice. they want to, right? Ice <laughs> or whatever. Like for me, I'm a tourist... Just call it a tax fee. I'm going to pay it. I totally I'm understand. on vacation. I totally understand. Um, but but you know no, I mean, I I I have so many hills I'll die on. So many. I hills. know, <laughs> I know. Um, so so that so that's one thing that folks want to learn. Um, I you know I kind of got some insight into being single, Jelani, because that's kind of like your life. Um, when you go into like tourist areas, um, you are like the default photographer. Yeah. Like they, I, oh oh, would you mind taking my photo? And you're like, yeah, sure. Like I'm not doing anything. Like yeah, they, they just they naturally assume since you're single that you're just of course you're gonna take the photo. You have time. That you have time. No, I ain't waiting for you. Right? No, you ain't doing shit. Um, it was great to kind of be like a party of one. Mm. Like I went to restaurants and I went to places. I was like, oh, just one. Like oh, I'll just, just be just eating me. alone, sir. Just me. Uh, what I learned is you have like maximum flexibility. Like you could do whatever, whenever you want. Like. You want to go make it there? Okay, if your legs can take you there, you 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 will go. You don't have to worry about oh, you know, will will the wife be able to make it or will the daughter have to go to the restroom? It's like oh no, you, if you can handle yourself, you got a backpack and resources, and you, go ahead. 
Just make it happen. Even if shit happens, you just figure it out because you just have yourself to worry about. That's that's exactly what my life is. Yeah. I wake up sometimes and I'm like, what's going to happen today? Who the fuck else? I don't know. I don't know. I just have to survive. Exactly. As long as, as, long as I get to bed yeah. and I'm alive, <laughs> yeah. all that matters. Anything can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. Baby. One of our good friends say, I don't have to do shit, Pat, but stay black and die. Okay? That's true. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Yes, that's exactly. That, that's true for both of us. Um, and one last... Not, not, not you. Right, yeah. <laughs> and one last thing I wanted to mention was that um, I, I did have to go to an Airbnb. And it was like the creepiest Airbnb I ever been to in my life. You didn't set it um, up yourself? I did set it up. Um, but it was like, I was concerned that I was going to get murdered at some point. Uh, did uh, you stay with them? Did I text you, like, the address just in case? Because I know I text our other friend. You must have texted the other No, All you did was call me a little inebriated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I did text our friend saying, I'm at an Airbnb. If something happens, here's my last known address, okay? <laughs> I just put that out. You should do that. You should do that if you're in a strange place. You got to give the detective something to work with, okay? <laughs> You gotta give them some clues. Don't just, just solve the mystery. Don't just leave I, it a cold case. Just solve the mystery. So, um, and oh, about Valentine's Day, I was out of town for Valentine's Day. You are um, a terrible husband. I know, but wife and I don't do Valentine's Day like that. Like, we're not about that. We're like beyond the corporate bullshit. We're like, you know, if we want to celebrate Valentine's Day, we'll go do it on our own, on our own, uh, on our own level. We're not gonna succumb to this. February 14th. So I'll talk about next week what we did. Um, but that is my weekend round. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Then fine. Fine. You do what you got to do. You got to do. Um, so I guess we move that out of the way. Just go ahead and jump into some other stuff that happened over the weekend that was sports involved. Let's jump into that. Pros in different area codes. <laughs> I'm 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 kind of blur through this just a little bit. Sure, go faster. Um, but go. but but I want it's you to late. just to take some highlights, okay? Um, NBA All Star Weekend happened in Jelani. Did you know that? I did know that. It was in Los Angeles. I did know that also. One of my, now that it's already happened, I can speak on it. One of uh, the higher ups at my job, they went to an exclusive Kendrick Lamar private wow. concert wow. that was in conjunction with the All Star Game that happened in the area. I heard but, about yeah. that. Did but, you go? I couldn't go. Like, but fortunately, he helped plan it, so he was able to go. Oh wow! And I was like, damn. Yeah, a lot of our clients were there because, like, our clients were represented. You know, because we had some brands that were actually yeah, shown of course, there. So, yeah, of so course. Yeah, of course. Really cool. Uh, so for those who don't know, NBA All Star is one of the one of the best kind of collective sports events you can go to. Um, if you think about like the baseball all-star, the football pro bowl, like the other major organizations that have some sort of like kind of all-star thing, like the NBA does it the best. I mean, by far. Um, so it was in Los Angeles. I did not get to go. Um, but this year, Jelani, uh, team Steph and team LeBron, um, those were the all-star teams. Um, team LeBron won. Um, it was a great game. Actually, it was much more competitive than people thought. Were they doing all kinds of crazy stuff? Like, do like- uh, a little bit, but but the biggest knock on the All Star Game was that people didn't like watching it because it was more like there was no defense. It was just like all offense, and it was all showboating. But, but that's, what, that's what happens with that game. Though, yeah, right? but then like it's like a joke almost. It's like it's not even a legitimate game. It's almost like watching the Harlem Globetrotters, and it's not really so. What you're fun. telling me is that I would love it. What you're saying to me. You would like, well, before, but this year, 
Uh, it wasn't like that. But this year, it was much more, like, competitive. Oh. Yeah, it was only, like, like a five-point difference in the end Okay, I'm, I'm, like, I'm wondering, like, I want to see all the crazy, oh, I'm going to dunk on you, I'm going to dunk on you, like, like, like NBA Jam, basically. I want to see that. Yeah, there... He's on fire! Yeah, there is some of that, but um, for the most part, like, both sides are really, really trying to win. So, it's pretty awesome. Okay, okay. Uh, that happened. And like, if you didn't know, the Winter Olympics are in full effect, Jelani. They're almost over. If I'm not mistaken, this is the last couple of days. Did you did you did you hear anything about it or have you been watching it? Uh, I when I was out in Santa Monica, uh, we went to bars and in those bars they're playing the Olympics on in, in the bars, so I saw some stuff. I saw the skeleton. The skeleton's a very scary, scary co- competition where somebody lays on the thinnest piece of metal and goes down the super fast shoot of ice. I don't know oh why anyone would do that, but there it was taking place. Also, and I'm just going to like, even though the Olympics is a really big thing, I'm going to say one thing real quickly. The Olympics need to, when they leave someplace, somehow figure out a way to make it so the town that they've created the Olympics in. Yeah. Do something with that town. I know. That's oh a whole, God. that's a, almost a whole other podcast. I know what it like, is. Because I, I watched a documentary on Vice about that and yeah. you're right. I mean, that is something Just, just that a is, statement I wanted to real yeah, quick. Yeah, no, me. you're, you're absolutely right. Because uh, what, like in China, like the Summer Olympics, like the towns and shit, then the stadium is created, it's like basically a bigger infestation. Like no one does shit at all with it afterwards. Yeah. Um, so I want to just report back a couple of highlights. Uh, the women's hockey team, they faced off against fucking Canada and they fucking won Canada. They beat Canada. Gold medal. The first time in U.S. history. Well, actually, the first time in 20 years. Uh, the game went into overtime, into actual shootout. Um, special shout-out to Maddie Rooney, uh, who uh, who was the goalie. So, go so ahead. If go we ahead. have women's hockey in the Olympics, why don't we have women's hockey on television? I think we might. I don't know. I don't think I don't know if we have professional. I don't know. Oh. Don't make me feel awkward we about it. We should look into it. All right. The LA um, Queens, whatever. Now, uh, Merit, how do you say her name? Merit. Merit Georgian. Uh, is a winner version of Michael Phelps. Uh, she's a cross-country skier. I don't know if you saw her. Uh, she's from Norway. Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely mad at Borgia. <laughs> and uh, she became the most decorated winter Olympian ever, uh, winning 14 fucking medals. Fuck you, Michael Phelps. Why? Michael Phelps didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> fuck you. All he did was swim. No, I'm just saying, like he that's 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 what that's what she's saying. That's what she's saying to him. That's not what she said. That's yeah, what she, she said. said that at all. She's that's just like, what... like she's like I just won more. Good job, Michael. Then... Bravo for you. You're doing very good with the water. I'm doing this with the with, with the ice. <laughs> what the Norwegians say? With the snow. That's yeah. Norwegia is Norway, right? Exactly, and they're and they're very nice people. I don't think that she's like just threw down the gauntlet like that. She's like, she's like, come at me, bro. Phelps. See, I don't think she said any of that though. Well, Keegan Randall, okay, is the only mom on Team USA, um, in South Korea, and she got her first gold in 18 tries, at her last Olympics, Solani. Oh, this is going to be her last one. Yep, that's her last one. She finally got the gold. She finally did. So let's talk about medal counts. Oh, yeah. All what, right. What, what, what are we looking at? So let's start at the bottom, okay? The lower rankings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Netherlands have a total of 18 medals. Okay. Eight being gold, six being silver, silver, four being bronze. Real quick before you move on. I think it's funny that Netherlands is the last one you put on the list because it's like nether below. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Keep going. The U.S. Jelani is actually right above Netherlands with 21 medals, eight being gold, seven silver, and six bronze. Not really good, America. Um, next one after that is 27 medals, which is Canada. Ten gold, 
eight silver and nine bronze. Next one after that is, well, actually, I'm sorry. I skipped one. Germany has 26 medals, six, uh, 13 gold, seven silver, and six bronze. And the top dog, Jelani, is Norway with 37 total medals. 13 gold, 14 silver, and 10 bronze. Just want to let you know. Now I Olympic know. update. Last one little quick update is the baseball spring training has begun, Jelani. Baseball season is back. It is back, baby. Sports run all year long, but somehow you still are like like really excited for when new ones to pop up. As if the no one's spring training is back. Yeah, and the regular season actually begins March 29th, but it is back, baby. Trades are happening. Teams are moving. Players. Let's get it done. Yeah, that is a sports wrap up. Swing them (laughs) bats. That's so so awful. You said that. Swing them bats. Patrick, why don't you know this? Why don't you know? Why don't you know? Are you ready? Let's do it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, Patrick, what's a waifu? Um, let me think. Can you use it in a sentence? In that series, the main waifu is this person. Oh, man. You thought I was going to help you? No, <laughs> it just it helps eliminate things. Okay. Sort of. Waifu. Mm, I think it's a made-up word. First of all, I think you're just making it up. And second of all, I think it's—I have literally no idea what it is. <laughs> I can't even guess what it is. It doesn't make sense. I like, love it. I don't think it's. I think it's like. It, I think it's like it's a name of like a like a, a Hawaiian god. That's what I think it is. Okay, Holy a waifu. Okay, shit. that's all that comes to mind. You know what's funny? Because it's so out there, and I came up with this one. Like it can't even be real. No, it's definitely real. I came up with this one. Um. While we we're creating our notes today, and I was like, I'm gonna hit him with, I'm gonna hit him with this, cause like, you know, obviously I go back and forth sometimes. I do like my video games I do and wrestling and like yeah. the stuff that I'm into. What is a waifu? Yeah, All right. right. This is actually an anime situation, and this has to do with a more American otaku language. American otaku, uh, otaku, by the way, is uh, someone who is a fan, an avid fan of anime, comics, and things like that. Basically, it's a Japanese way to say a, a nerd. A waifu is that a derogatory? No, 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 no. wait, wait, wait. Okay. No, well, I'm saying like that's what an otaku is. So, but a, a waifu, all right. What the waifu is? A waifu is in anime. A lot of times there is a main love interest or 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 the girl that most people who are fans of the show think is attractive, and they call her the waifu. Why do they call her the waifu? Because it sounds almost like wife, but they make it sound like it's Japanese. It is a made-up word, but it's a made-up word that's a slang in the otaku world. It's waifu, and it's like saying, oh, that girl's waifu. Saying she's the she's the hot one. I never use this language, but I would, I would never you use know, the there, language. No, don't, don't use that language. That's, that's for the... the, the cause that's I, super nerdy. Exactly, because I'm, I'm, I'm the top-tier nerd, and then there's other levels beneath sure. me. Spectrums, spectrums, yeah. 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 Mm, never, ever... Would I ever need to use that piece of information ever in my life? No, because no, there's nobody you can ever share that with. There's no, no, there's no. It's like, like that's not gonna be water cooler speak for you ever. 
All right, Jelani. So here's the water cooler. Because what a lot of NBA fans are talking about this year. People who are surprised about how this happened. Um, Jelani, in the spirit of the NBA All-Star game, um, how are NBA All-Stars final roster chosen? The NBA All-Stars final roster is chosen by compiling the points of the most popular players okay. throughout the year. All right. Then uh-huh. they get those scores All they right. put inside of a lottery, like a little Fucking spin thing. the ball. Spin the ball. Yeah. Then like they fucking those, bingo. Pull, exactly. Pull those balls out. Wow. And they call the number. Now the number can go inside with the number on your jersey. And they call your jersey number. Can I stop? Can I just stop? You stop. It is a waste of time. Our listeners have a lot of things to fucking spend their time on. And you are just making ad hoc, ridiculous assumptions. Just stop. Stop, stop, stop. All this is really possible. No, okay. So I'm going to stop you right there. That's not how it's done. Um, This year was really important because they changed the way the NBA All-Stars used to be. It used to be a vote process. Okay. The public would get to vote, whether online, text messaging, Twitter, whatever. And then it'd be a combination of their votes and a combination of actually coaches. Okay. They actually get to choose. Okay. Mm -hmm. But this year, they decided to allow the players to have a play in um, how the game, how the final roster is chosen. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, um, to make the game more competitive as well. Okay, so I will break it down for you. Jelani. Break it down. Okay, so there it first starts with Team Curry and Team James. Okay, LeBron James and uh, Team Steph Curry. Okay, so this is how the All-Star game actually, the All-Star roster is chosen. So the there's All-Star, there's a team captain that's chosen. That is basically two players who get the top vote, the two top vote-getters. Okay, so there is a vote that happens by the public. The two top vote getters end up being captains. Okay. And then whatever happens after that is they're called captains. Okay. They select, um, the captains select 11 teammates regardless of conference and affiliation. So before it used to be East and West, right? That they had to take East, East, East and oh. West players. And they basically East and West. Now it doesn't matter. That's why there's LeBron and Steph instead of East versus West. Like right. It used to be. So think of it like a pickup game. Okay, and you have a pickup game where you're basically pick, uh, picking teams. So there's like twenty two, there's like twenty two players, right? And then you're like, okay, I want him, I want him, I want him. So LeBron James and Steph Curry went back and forth choosing their teams. Um, and so this was the biggest difference between last year and years before was because it wasn't based by conference. It was like whoever these players are who were chosen by the public, you get to pick from these pools of player of who who you want on your squad. So LeBron James can pick people from the West Coast. LeBron James can pick people who are on maybe Steph Curry's team, uh, like the Golden State Warriors. He can mind fuck him. Um, they can do a lot of different ways to basically build their own team. Is there any place where I can still watch this game? You can probably go on YouTube somewhere and watch it. This sounds illegal. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> but it's a great way to make it more competitive, to make it like a pickup game. Um, because quite honestly, like it makes it like competitive for the players who get picked because it's like a pickup game. Like I don't want to be fucking picked last. Of course, right? I totally understand. Real quick, I know that we were past the sports section and we're into another section that somehow brought sports back into the affray. Did you see the whole Fergie song? We didn't talk about that. She did an awful fucking rendition of the national anthem. But it's memorable. Tell me you're not gonna, you're gonna not you're like you're gonna remember that shit. 
It's memorable for being awful. Doesn't matter. It's memorable. Okay. Because there's two memorable versions of the Star Spangled Banner that I know of, and one is Whitney Houston, and the second is Fergie, and that's it. I'm about to say. I thought you were gonna say Rosie O'Donnell. I didn't know she did it. She did one drunk. Don't name the. You mean Roseanne Barr? Oh yeah, Roseanne Barr. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) They both white and fat. That's all I thought about. Goodness gracious. And a woman. That I was like. Nice times up pin. Oh my god. Continue. All right, that's it. That's, that's all it? I got. Perfect, that's it. Perfect, perfect, that's perfect. it. You want more, motherfucker? No, I don't want any more. All I want is that dirty pop. Dirty pop, baby, baby, you can't stop. You just pop that in. Well, yeah. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just want to talk about Black Panther real quick. Let's bring it back uh, in. We, we didn't talk about how good the movie was. Right? We didn't talk we about. We talked about a little bit, but should, but should people go see it? Yes. Um, if you haven't seen it. I really want to spoil things for you, but I won't. Go but. watch it. It's a good movie. Okay. One thing I want to talk about was it was it's it it has a I I was concerned that it would be too Afrocentric, okay. That it would be too overboard, because when I was watching previews, they did a lot of like Afrocentric things that may be foreign or maybe put off by other people because like oh you're bringing up the dashikis and you're bringing up like the African culture. Okay. Um. I thought they did a fantastic job of integrating into the story. I didn't think it was too much. I did not think it was inappropriate. I think it wasn't, they weren't trying to placate, you know, the African culture. I think it was quite appropriate and it fit exactly into the storyline. It felt really authentic. I don't know it if you- Real authentic. This is not going to be a spoiler because you can see this in any kind of commercial trailer, whatever. Do you notice that the pan-African flag was represented in like three of the characters when they were like in, in a scene together. Actually, they those were the clothes they typically always wore, so they were almost always representing these cut three colors. One character was always wearing green, one character was always wearing black, and oh, one wow. character was always wearing red. That's cool. And that's the Pan African like um, yeah. flag, and th- that's something that was really really cool. Like that was done on purpose. Like but, Ryan Coogler said that was on purpose. But like to that point, I think it was important. That they pay o- homage to the black culture. Oh, right? absolutely. The African culture. Yeah, right? and like. But I just thought it was gonna be overdone. Oh no, no, no! I completely. And it was gonna be too much in your face, and it would lose its message. I know. I totally understand. It would that. be dismissed as okay. You're going way overboard here. Exactly. No, yeah. But they were, like, but they were handled with very smart. It was people. fantastic. Yeah, it yeah. was great. So, what are some factoids about how well it's doing? So, oh, it's just doing incredible. I mean, it's one. It's the biggest February opening. The most. Recent previous February opening was Deadpool, and it blew that out of the water as far as the, the weekend sales. It's now about four hundred uh, million worldwide. It's about to get into the five hundreds. Remember, this is always the first week, and there are people like myself who are down to go as much as we need to go. You know, over and over and over again, if if, if necessary, because it's and it's not a situation where I'm just doing it for the culture and like that. It's the fact of the matter is like I really like the movie, like. You go to Twitter and people have all changed because I know on Twitter you can change your display name. You don't change your actual at, but you can change your display name. And everyone has like in jokes in their display name that have to do with characters that are from the movie or Wakandan stuff. Like it's really really cool. Um, it's just it's really really good, but it's breaking all these barriers, breaking all these like this, smashing all of these records, and it's just because of the fact it's actually good. And some people are like well. Are people just going because it's a black movie? Like, nah, son. Like, it's wouldn't happen. Like you said yourself, you're gonna go back. How often do you go back to movies? Never. That's what I'm saying. Never. I don't do it either. I'll go watch the movie on DVD. I have gone into an actual movie theater three times and plan to go 
at least four more times. That's the plan to this movie. You know that um, some little known facts that in 1992 that Wesley Snipes actually tried to get Black Panther movie made. Did know that he tried a couple times and it wasn't working. And two years later, he got in the blade. Couldn't do it. Yep. Couldn't do it. They they did not want to do it. Um, five hundred million dollars worldwide, Jelani, in the first week in theaters. Five hundred million dollars. So, uh, go watch it. Huge fans of it. Jelani strongly gives his two thumbs up and a fist in the air. All and, those things. And so do I. And last thing I want to talk about, Lonnie, is the Oscar picks are coming up. The We're going to have our Oscar party We're going to go to the Oscar party. Do you have your costume? I don't know what out? I'm going to be. I think I'm going to probably do something from Get Out because that's, that's why I default to is whatever, whatever right. the blackest thing sure. in there. Sure, yeah. I'll just be Chris or somebody. Or okay. I can be the grandpa. That would be great. And wear a hat. Okay, that's very creative. Get him, Grandpa. Basic. Um, so I just want to let folks know best. I'm not gonna go through all the huge nominations, but best picture, Jelani. Tell me which ones you actually have seen. Uh, the Post is up for best best picture. Nope. Darkest Hour, Jelani. Nope. Lady Bird. Nope. Get Out. Yep. Dunkirk. Nope. Shape of Water. Nope. Call Me by Your Name. Nope. Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Nope. Phantom Thread. Nope. All right, Jelani, you officially are. <laughs> you, I don't know why you going to Oscar party. I don't. Know, I, I do not expect you to not have seen so many. No movies. Okay, no movies so. sound like anything I want to watch. Even Dunkirk. And I heard about Dunkirk. I was like, that sounds boring to tell. I know you went to go I've watch seen, it. Yeah, I've seen like four out of the five yeah, movies. Yeah. I've, I've seen, seen like all the the trailers for these movies, and also I was like, those movies do not sound good to me okay. at all. Like, so let's just let's just not move on. You just. Uh, I'm not gonna go to the best actor. The best actor, okay. So Denzel Washington in Fences. All right, no, that's not that's not true. That he was, was last in year. He was, but that's not what he's being nominated for. He, for for Roland Esquire. For Roland Esquire. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Uh, Gary Oldman for Fences. Darkest Hour. <laughs> okay. Um, Timothy Shamalot. Maybe I'm gonna go with Fences. No, that is um, Get Out. Oh, okay. Who was he in that? Or is it Daniel Kaluuya? Daniel Kaluuya is in Get Out. So you don't even know anything about that. Timothy, I, mean, I don't know. I didn't watch that movie. Whatever, I, Timothy Shyamalan. No, no, why? But I do. I do know some Daniel Kaluuya. I know what he was in. <laughs> he was in. Um, who was this guy? Who is this? Well, right now we're looking on Google, guys. Just in case you guys are wondering what we're doing. Oh, oh call me back. by your name. Call oh, he was in Call Me by Your Name. I didn't watch that movie. Okay. 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 Um, Daniel Day Lewis, Phantom Thread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the yeah. the, the, the the threader. He threaded things. Oh Lord, best female Mel Streep. She's just every year. They just, yeah, I think yeah. they just forget. They just leave her name in every yeah, year. Yeah, every. You know, she actually is now tr- um, trying to uh, work towards copywriting her name. Okay. Or trademarking her name. I would. Because like, like it's when a you think it's a like, thing uh, now. Did you Meryl Streep that? Like, yeah, she she knows that her money. Her name is money. Uh, Saro Sarai's Ronin. Not only. All right, uh, Margie Robbie for I Tanya. I heard that's good. I haven't. It's seen a it. great movie. I've seen, seen that because I don't watch a good movie. I don't watch it's like good Oscar bait movie. Yeah, I Tanya is a good movie. Well, uh, Francis McDormand in uh, Three Billboards. That's a really good movie. You got to watch it. It's I heard a that, okay, very good movie. Okay, I heard it was good. I also heard it was kind of racist, and that's why I don't want to watch it. You should watch it. It's good, but racist in like uh, like a revealing way. Mm. Okay, so and Sally Hawkins, good old Sally Hawkins. Oh yeah, everyone knows Sally. All right. Um, so I asked this question earlier. You already have the, you have, you don't know what you're going to wear. I have an idea. Somebody from Get Out. Our friend throws an Oscar party. Uh, yes, she does. And I don't have our costume yet, but we have a week or so. Or I could wear the hat and I could be, um, Lakeith Stanfield from Get Out. Okay. I, or I could get a camera and then be Chris from Get Out. I think it's time to get out of this segment and move on. All right, then cool. Let's step on this soapbox. 
If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. I will let you know right now. Uh-huh. Don't you ever in your life do the segues again. <laughs> all right? I do the segues around here. We're over here on Let's a very go. we're over here on Let's a very go. special episode of the show. We had a, a very somber ending at the beginning, and it goes to take my segues. <laughs> oh, I ain't gonna do it. All right, here's the thing. 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 So we as middle aged men. No, f- middle age is fucking when you're 50, Lonnie. When you have like middle age crisis, like oh, middle really? age crisis. Okay, then what are we? Middle what age. Are you always try to tell me to act my age. So what? What? What are we this defined is not as? Middle age. What are we? This is like 30 something. Fine. Are we as a 30 something men? We like to take care of ourselves. We go to the gym. Yeah. Here's the thing, and I'm about to go to the gym after we go off, uh, get off this uh, recording right now. I'm trying to figure out why is it that whenever I go to the gym, there's always motherfuckers in the gym. Even when you try to go when it's late. Yeah, because there's always somebody there. Different schedules. That's the thing. I was like, I I understand, okay, there'll be one or two people. Like, if it's midnight, it'll be one or two people. You would think, okay, one or two people are going to be in here also. But that's not the case. If I go in there, especially the gym that I have in Long Beach, if I go in there, it's always packed right when I get there. I was like, I don't care what time it is. I'm like, bro, it is 3 o'clock in the morning. Why are there 800 people in here right now? And it starts clearing out slowly as I go on and on with my workout. Uh-huh. But when I first get there, without fail, I get there. Whenever I'm in the gym, they're in the gym. You in the gym. You know the all the machines. All the all the all the free weights. All the all all the all, <laughs> all the rolling all the machines. Lifting, all the rows. Yeah, all, all the of machines. It. It's ridiculous. I just and I'm just saying I need you to You're get mad off, about that. Just get off of my schedule. Yeah. Get off of my schedule, cause I, I keep trying to switch my schedule up to accommodate you, and you're not accommodating me. You you know what you know I saw your problem. Just you can't go to public gym. You cannot. Go, you just gotta go to gym. You gotta your own. You gotta buy your own weights. That's it. <laughs> I could be at home, that. and so I, no, you don't personally be annoyed with is yourself. No, I like the gym. I have no problem with people being there. I just have a problem with sometimes I have a switch. I have an app. That I follow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah you may okay. have seen this. Yeah, and it showed me exactly showed me which goes next. And yeah. there's always a problem where I'm on the very next thing. I have to really quickly switch the order of stuff. It doesn't matter, but I have to switch the order of stuff because what I'm supposed to do next, someone's always on the thing I'm supposed to do right next. I'm like, I just want to do that one thing next. That sounds like first world problems. It's first world problems. <laughs> well, it, our real. entire rant is first world problems. Oh, of course, that's what the soapbox is. Um, we're talking about parking and. Driving, <laughs> like, yeah. So we don't have cars. It's like, come on now. Oh my god, I'm so mad that my Snapchat's not working. <laughs> exactly, and my Snapchat is not working. I hate the new fucking profile. It's terrible. It's terrible. I can't get I shit to work. Fuck the new Snapchat. Snapchat. Fuck that. That's why Kylie Jenner fucked your shit up when Garbage. she said, when she said, does anybody open Snapchat anymore? And then your stock plummeted because she. Said I don't know that. anybody who likes a new Snapchat. There's no one. There's Snapchat no. doesn't like new Snapchat. Yeah. Garbage. But they don't right. be wrong if they don't want to change it. Um, okay, what you got one thing I don't have like a rant about. I just I just recently have been around a lot of people because I've you know visited DC, Orlando, Sacramento. Um, I have been a lot of public places. I have been in tight quarters. But what's really annoying me the most is like fucking elbow space. Like the elbow, like the um the armrest. 
Like when you're on a plane or when you're watching a movie or when you're at a theater and you're having to share like the armrest with people, like what is the fucking protocol for that? Like, do you get to have the armrest or do you? Lucky enough, I get to be with my wife. So she's normally on the left side of me. And it's like, okay, how do you have fight? But um, very much like when I was in DC, I was watching a show. And I was watching an IMAX documentary at the planetarium. And both sides were trying to like take over the armrest. And so I don't know what the protocol is because I want to just fucking nudge them and say, hey, can we share this 50-50? Like, or do I have to lean to one side or do I not just get the armrest? Like, what is the rule with armrests? Um, I don't know. But what I'm going to do moving forward is I'm just going to, if I want to put my arms out, I'm just going to uh, assert my space. And if they want to push me off, then, I, then I'm going to have them challenge me. Like Maxine Waters, you're reclaiming your time. That's I don't know that she said that. Did she, she did say, say that. That that, that, that that's okay. a meme. Oh, now. is it? Okay. That's a meme now. <laughs> well, um, they're actually little. This it's such a meme that there's art pieces that have a clock. No shit. Said, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my wow. time. Wow. Um, I actually visit her office as part of my. Did she say she reclaimed her time? I did not. I would have said that to her staff if I knew. You that. didn't know about the meme. I didn't know about the meme. I'm gonna show it to you after after we stop recording. Um, but yeah, so elbow room. I don't know what the protocol is. I don't know what the etiquette is. Um, but that's something that really frustrates me. Um, because I don't want to be rude, but I also want my fucking space because I am not a small person. Elbow space. So now is the time when you talk about how you're overweight. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Lay off the cookies. It's okay. But that's not right. It's not hard. It's, it's not so really strong, but it's something that fucking really annoyed me. Fantastic. Well, folks, that was a bipolar episode of the Black Tie Affair. Wait, 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 wait. Real quick. Was that the Black Tie Affair? That was the Black Tie Affair, baby. Fantastic. Like I said, well, the, uh, kind of a bipolar episode. You can listen to the whole thing, obviously, or you listen to whatever thing uh, floats your boat. But we're glad that you are listening. We love and appreciate everybody. We have so many listeners. So many more so we've listeners. We've like quadrupled our numbers, which is not true, but we have it really, really increased our the numbers. The number went bigger than the number was pre- <laughs> yeah, previously. Yeah, it continues to grow. So it thank increased. you, thank you, thank exactly. you. Exactly. We definitely appreciate, appreciate that. Appreciate folks listening. You got a lot of options out there including ourselves I don't even listen to us I don't know what we sound like post-production I've never heard it before in my life I never when I I edit I edit with with my headphones over my ears so I can't hear anything (laughs) I do it blind it's not a good idea yeah (laughs) probably not not. but yes once again we definitely do appreciate it we will be back next week because we don't have any vacation I'm not not, we we should be back on schedule so let's look forward to at least the next as soon as Lonnie can get all these clips done exactly yeah 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 with all the clips that or you're going to you just heard I have to put in so yes um yeah exactly so but um I want to end it off uh, just to kind of sandwich it up for everybody um because we started the show as a dedication to uh the shooting um the victims of the shooting and their family uh we're going to end our show uh with um a song from Hamilton uh the Broadway show uh we were breaking all types of copyright rules but we're going to uh I think it's important in the spirit of what we're trying to promote, I think Lynn Manuel Miranda would be okay with it. All right. Well, um, that's it. I guess I'm going to go ahead and do that for you. No, no, uh, but, absolutely. But it's a song that is uh, for the victims of, for those who are parents or have grandchildren or nieces or nephews. Um, the most heartbreaking thing is if you have um, a young one die before their time. Um, and this is a song uh, that uh, when Hamilton's son died uh, in a duel, um, that uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda put together um, in commemoration of a parent losing a child. So we'll let the song uh, speak for itself. Enjoy, folks. See you guys next week. There are moments that the words don't reach.
suffering too terrible to name you hold your child as tight as you can and push away the unimaginable the moments when you're in so deep it feels easier to just swim down the hamiltons move uptown and learn to live with the Walks the length of the city. You knock me out, I'm 